What's going on, guys? Welcome back to The Business Breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Aaron Muncy of Bounty Painting, and we just hammer out strategy. He just started his business. He found a general contractor to uh, to start subbing out work from, but wants to expand, wants to grow. Uh, just an awesome business breakthrough of really just the uh, the questions, the trials, the tribulations of of starting your uh, starting your business. But again, as always, we hammer out the foundational principles that I believe anyone at any stage uh, could use as a refresher or learn a new strategy from. So I hope you get a lot out of this business breakthrough, and it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. going on everyone welcome to the business breakthrough i've got aaron here with bounty painting uh we just briefly chatted so aaron you're uh you own a painting business and you want to start your uh your business off in a different direction you want to kind of get some employees how long have you been in the business uh october 24th october 24th so that was literally uh, uh september 24th i was about to say <laughs> all right a little over 30 days cool man so what got you into the painting business what have you done what were you doing before that uh my wife is an amazing decorator. My house looks like a uh, Nordstrom's <laughs> ad all the time, which is great. But if I ever lose my eyesight, I'm in trouble because if I come home, I don't know where the furniture is going to be and I don't know what it's going to be. That's funny. Um, she loves to paint. And I've I always had a desk job, but I've also done a bunch of stuff in the trades on the side. Okay. And um I've done a bunch of big side projects this year and made pretty good money doing it. And uh, we decided maybe we should look at doing this full time. Uh, so I talked to a buddy of mine and said, who's a contractor for uh, does restorations, flood damage, water damage, fire damage, pipes freeze. You're in Florida, so you don't know about that. No, uh, they go on and they go in and uh, restore everything. And he said, you're not going to believe this, but about four months ago, we lost our main painters. And he had enough work to keep us busy for a year, two of us. So I said, all right. And things just lined up and I quit my job. That was Labor Day weekend. And I quit my job uh, September 24th. And here I am. I got more work than I know what to do with. And um, you're always talking about niching down. I only do interior and cabinets. There you go. That's I say, all I, do. I say, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, keep it that way. Um, so I like that after 30 days, you're already like, hey, I need to hire some help. Uh, typically, the infatuation stage of making the money doesn't wear out by this time. So it's good to hear that you're thinking in the right direction already. I appreciate that. Um, my biggest questions for you is, and I haven't heard anybody ask about it, is cash flow. Because okay. to start up, there was, you know, painting's a fairly low barrier to entry. Yeah, However, very low. I still had to buy ladders and I had to buy a new sprayer and I had to do some things. Where do you need to be at before you can hire somebody? 
you know, as typically far as cash in the bank. Yeah, that's or, a that's a that's an awesome question. So for me, um, you know, the, the first thing is I financed everything with Sherwin Williams. So I have pretty decent credit. Um, if, if that's not an option for you, you know, the cash flow after you buy that initial startup, you know, startup materials should it's it's all everything's proportional from that point forward, right? So for example, right. if you sell a five thousand dollar job, you know, right now you're the employee of your company. You are, Correct. you are, Aaron is, Aaron is the project manager right now. Okay. And you are, uh, getting paid. CFO, CEO, COO. Yeah. You're wearing all the hats, right? So, so, you know, when you sell a $5,000 job, you know, however you, whatever you do with that money, like uh, if, if you were a corporation, right, that $5,000 would get allocated through all the different departments, right? So that corporation would take that $5,000 and put maybe 5% of it in marketing. And then, um, they would give, you know, whatever the salary portion of that job would go to the project manager and all that stuff. But when we work by ourselves, we don't, we don't have that discipline. We're not going to put it in all those little buckets, you know? So initially um, you are getting paid right now. You're just taking it in the form of profit, unless you've pretty much had an agreement and a handshake with yourself and say, okay, Aaron, we're going to pay you, uh, you know, a thousand dollars this week. Right. So, essentially you're already making the money that you need to hire somebody because there's a certain cap that's going to occur when you hire somebody, you're not going to pay over a certain amount. Um, the purpose of hiring somebody is, is a couple things. Number one, it's to get yourself out of the production because you're not as effective when you're on the job. It's just, that's, that's, that's a bleeding business. If the owner of the business is doing all the work. So it's more of a survival technique to get, to get people into your business. That's number one. But number two, what allow you to do is to do more work. So um, if you bring on two people, you might be able to get two jobs done in a week instead of one. Now, you know, this stuff, I'm, I'm not telling you anything right. you don't know. Um, but where I'm getting at in terms of cash flow is the jobs that you're taking um, usually produce cash flow on a weekly basis. If you're working for homeowners, you're working for homeowners, right? Uh, actually, my biggest customer is this restoration company. So I'm not necessarily, I'm working for homeowners, but through them. And I am doing some other stuff. Doing and what is cabinets, their, what is their pace? What is their pay cycle? What, like what? Uh, is their pay that? cycle is 30 days, but it's typically two weeks. Yeah. You should negotiate. 30 days. I would negotiate okay. that if you could, you know, and say, look, man, I, I can't just be like, look, I can't grow my business on a net 30. You know, I'm still so early in this. I don't have the cash flow. I won't be able to hire. So I would negotiate that and see if they can pay you upon completion, which if you, if, if they value your work ethic, they'll, they'll make that happen. Cause they're getting, you know, right. And also I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on them anymore. Like I would, I would, I would thank them internally for like giving you the leg up, but you know, you can't survive when you're getting a piece of the whole, um, what is the, right. what is the pricing arrangement that they've given you? I mean, how, how are you guys coming up with, with the price? Like, let's say they have you paint cabinets. Like, do they come up with the price or do you price it? It's all insurance based. So how, so oh, and here, never mind. here's a, here's a different <laughs> thing. None of the homes that I've worked on so far for them, the customers want a, uh, none of them wanted a remodel. So you come in and you paint and the pay scale I'm getting there is in the Minneapolis market. Top end is this low end is this insurance pays in the middle right so this is really steady work it's constant work and i haven't had to advertise at all and it's good money 
But when I bid a job do directly to a customer, I bid it for more. I bid for cabinets for more, and I'm not the highest in the area by any stretch. However, it's a fair price. It's a good value. It's a good experience. It's get, for yeah, it's getting your it's getting it's it's doing the job for what it needs to do right now. The, the right. smart move is to slowly, gradually build this residential side of your business that is not insurance based because you're going to, you're, you're, you know, if you're bringing up cash flow, I've never had an issue with cash flow. And I don't know many people that do. And then when you said insurance and that 30, you're not going to be able to negotiate that. It's not up to, to the restoration company anyway, you know? So, no, but it, they pay me whether they've been paid or not. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, so in any case, I would just say this, you know, the residential side in terms of growing your business is going to be, uh, it's going to be under, you know, you're going to make, you're going to grow a strong, sustainable business when you can rely on your own resources. And that's in all phases of business, whether it's the production side by having your own employees, which you discussed is super important with the marketing side, with generating your own business. And of course the sales side is your own, is your own. So that's, that's easy. But when you can generate your own business and then provide your own production, that is when you are in a position of complete like control and anytime you can have that level of control in business is a good thing. Cause right now you, there's a lot of uncertainty here. I mean, if you're having some doubts on if you can afford to hire an employee, you're in a position that uh, you shouldn't be in. So let's talk about maybe like what it would look like for you. It's in terms not, of it's so, not if I can afford to, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's not, No, that's okay. Well, let's to. talk about it. Let, we can Where let's, do I let's need, narrow that down. I mean, if I'm paying somebody just for, let's say round numbers, $10 a an hour. That's 400 a week. It costs you what? 500 a week. Uh, cause you pay workman's comp. Right. Workers comp and taxes. Okay. Money. Yeah. Um, so it costs you 500 a week, but they get paid every week. Your employee doesn't get paid when you get paid. Your employee doesn't get paid only when you get deposits. How much should you have in the bank? Is there a percentage? Is there well, the thing about it is in the painting business, you can finance the paint for 30 days if you go through Sherwin-Williams. Are you interested? And I, do. You said, I do. I okay. do. They've been great. So, so paint can wait. Employees can't. So at the end of the day, like that's a hedge against not being able to pay your, uh, your employees because, you know, you could pay them weekly and not pay for your paint until you have the check from the job. So, um, you know, again, like, you know, being in the painting business and having the leverage of utilizing that credit line um is going to avoid any sort of hiccups when it comes to pay like for example if you you know well, let me ask you this what what is the revenue you're doing monthly with these jobs how much how much monthly are you are you able to produce not sell produce like from in 30 days how much how much money did, did you bring in 11 grand Eleven thousand. my first 30 days okay in your first 30 days now were you responsible to purchase the materials with that 11 grand yes Okay. And out of the month, how much have you spent on materials? I'm not talking about layer. I'm not talking about ladders. I'm not talking about sprayers. I'm just talking right, about I get it. consumable, like consumable paint. tape and paper and yeah. paint. Uh, thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Okay. That leaves you 10 grand. And then you probably bought a sprayer and you probably bought some ladders. That's a thousand. No, that's probably like two grand, maybe about yep. two grand. Okay. Yep. So in your first month, you've brought in $8,000 next month. If you did the same thing, it would be 10,000. Cause you don't have to buy that. Those, those, uh, initial right. startup materials again. Okay. Now, if you were to bring on somebody full time 
Okay. Would you do the same amount of work or would you do more work? Uh, at first, probably the same amount of work because I'm huge. And this is one of the things that attracted me to your podcast. I'm huge on processes. Yeah. And I want to make sure that they're trained up and how I want my culture to be. Right. But the uh, ultimate I reason why we hire somebody right. is to have them produce more work, like to, to make Correct. us more efficient. Maybe, maybe in that Correct. one month, because you have that one other guy working with you every day, maybe you get one more job done. Would you agree that oh, maybe that could be, that could be possible? Right. I would so absolutely so agree let's say after his first, first month of training, you're probably taking your time, but that next month comes around. Now, this individual helps you make 12,000. So let's say you make $2,000 more. Okay. They're making up, they're, they're creating their own salary by the, by their production, you know? So like, it's never a matter of like, Hey, I have this amount of money, this fixed amount of money and I have to hire somebody. How much is that? Is how much the question isn't, how much is that going to cost me? The question is how much is that going to make me? Right. I get it. So, so when you narrow down the numbers that way, it's an easy decision. You can certainly afford someone even now, even if you didn't even bring in any more money, because initially the goal is to replace yourself. But once you hit that two or three member team, then eventually you're going to hit the tipping point. uh, And, and and it's going to be, you're going to be completely removed from the uh, production. But um, does that kind of answer that question? I mean, was that in alignment with what you were, you were wanting to know? Yes, and it was that's all stuff that I I've already known and have been overthinking for a while. Nah, I don't overthink. It. I guess I guess yeah. my big my big ish, biggest issue for myself is I've managed employees before. I've sure. never had my own. Yeah, and it's a different stress level. Well, you have a it's lot a of leverage, Aaron. You have a ton of leverage. Right. You know why? Because <laughs> you have predictability with this restoration company right now. Right. So right. at the very least, the biggest fear many people have with, with employees is that they won't have enough work to keep them busy and they, and they, and they aren't able to provide for them. Right. I mean, that's a big fear for some people, dude, you're already way ahead of the game because at the very least in your back pocket, you have this restoration company shooting you jobs. Um, you know, that, that you're not, you know, so right now, honestly, Oh, I'm super blessed, super blessed. I could hire an employee, put them on this job or put them on all their jobs and still make a profit from that. Still make a profit. So the answer of hiring should be yesterday. Um, but okay. in terms of okay. in terms of forward thinking strategy, you have got to learn how to generate your own business. You've got to right. you've got to look at how much money you're making. And like I said, the infatuation stage is a real thing. Okay, the infatuation stage says, "Holy smokes, I'm making more money than I've ever made. I don't want to get rid of it. I want to stack it up." You know, um, right. but, but, uh, you know, that's detrimental it is. And I've seen so many people just stay there for so long. And then at the end, they're like, holy smokes, I'm exhausted. I'm tired of doing this. You know, uh, you know, I didn't plan properly. So don't be infatuated with 10,000 a month. You need to utilize that, those resources. Money is just a resource. That's all it is. It's a resource that you as a business owner have to be refined in learning how to allocate in the right areas. And you only learn that by experience. You need to take the 10,000 and you're going to hire. So what would you pay this individual to work alongside you and learn the trade that you're doing every day? What would be that individual's weekly allocation of resources? Uh, zero experience probably 15 to $20 an hour. 
zero experience, 15 to $20 an hour. Now, what about somebody with experience? Well, uh, on a podcast I listened to yesterday, there's, uh, you made the comment, depending on the years of experience, these you want a buck, buck and a quarter an hour for every year they've got experience. So okay, depends. so And that's people it. who are looking for a job, when you're looking for employees, it's new to the area or already looking for a job. Right. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we're being attractive. Like, you know, when it comes to this, let me tell you what you could afford based on what you told me. Okay. So if you're averaging $10,000 a month, okay. You can afford, you know, to be honest, $3,500 a month for somebody to work alongside you. Now, if somebody works 40 hours a week, that's 160 uh, hours for the month. Let's see what that looks like. That's 2187. Okay. So you're right in alignment. I think the lowest you should pay is about $20 an hour. Okay. And then you have workers comp and you have taxes. Have you set up something to help you facilitate workers comp and taxes yet? Uh, I, my insurance guy, I, I do all my own accounting. I've got a, a tax lawyer that has done a great job setting me up and it's okay. really pretty easy and I'm great with the spreadsheet. Beautiful. Um, but as far as payroll and all that i actually uh listening to your podcast uh looked into gusto and it seems like it's a no-brainer no-brainer easy and i and i like that you're an account you're you're doing your own accounting what i want to hear is that you're you're doing your own job costing and you know these numbers like like you can spit them out verbatim or you can reference a spreadsheet because that's what's going to make you a that's going to make you a more refined um decision maker right so like if you know Um, exactly what that amount is that you're bringing in weekly, you could do this simple math and say, you know what, what could I afford and what could I expect? So when you bring on that employee, you might say, okay, well, right now at this pace, we're hitting 10,000 a week. Now, when I bring in this individual, I should be able to bring in 12,000 a week. That's going to offset their cost um, to, you know, like I said, if your cost is 3,500 and now we're doing 12,000 a week at this moment with you working alone, right? You're only bringing uh, no, in 10, my wife well, I'm good. Well, your wife's working alongside yeah. you. Yeah. So my yeah, production but, is there, but I'd like her to be not here. Right. Not here. But I'm just saying, are you paying her? No. Okay. So I'm just saying like an employee, I'm going to put her out of the equation here. Cause I want to make sure we get the hard numbers, I got it. but, but right now with you working, I'm going to, I'm going to say alone again, just, just for the analogy. Yeah. With you working alone, Okay. And you brought in somebody right now. If you guys did the same exact work, you're bringing in $6,500 a month. Okay. At a $10,000 gross. Okay. Now, if you bring in somebody else and you identify that this individual helps you achieve just a little more work, and now you're bringing in $12,000 a month. Okay. The secret's all in the numbers, man. When we subtract that $3,500 salary that they're getting for the month, then that puts us at um, $12,500. For twelve thousand minus thirty five hundred, that puts us at eighty five hundred. So they have offset two thousand dollars worth of their own salary. Okay, and right. now, but you got to remember, your sweat equity is really hard to calculate, right? Your effort in the business is really hard to calculate. So you might think, well, I'm still lo- I'm still having to pay, but yes, but you're doing less work. No, I get that. I completely get that. It frees right. me up to, I don't have to work 40, 50 hours a week on You're a job You're not working site. 40, 50 and hours a week. And then do the yes. accounting. 
and, and then, then do the, the accounting. And then, yeah. Right. And, and my, my suggestion is Aaron, like pay for an accountant, man. Unless you, unless you are, unless you've been to an accounting school and you're staying up to date on the tax code and all the changes, it's worth oh, I it. I pay for my tax guy. My tax guy looks over my stuff quarterly. Okay, good. So what do you mean? You're just doing your bookkeeping or you're doing your accounting? Bookkeeping. Book, book, oh, I'm, all okay. I'm doing is my bookkeeping. And yes, <laughs> I know they're two different things. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the bookkeeping, yeah, you could, you could do that. Um, I just say like when it comes to accounting, man, like, you know, let the pros do it. Cause they, they, they know the ins and outs that, uh, there's that too us, much to know us normal people don't know. So, um, but no, that that's, that's good, man. So in terms of, uh, in terms of the hiring strategy, man, like you said, you haven't brought anyone on yet. You haven't like hired an employee, you know, by now that Gusto facilitates the workers comp and the employer taxes Correct. and all that legal stuff. So it really just comes down time, uh, my friend, for you to, to really like acquire the help. Do you have any questions, uh, questions in that regard? Um, so looking for somebody to go into the trades and I know that you, uh, promote, I don't think monster is really a thing anymore. Uh, uh indeed, indeed in different yeah. places like that. <clears throat> is it better to do that or go with somebody, you know, or a referral from a friend or, you know, I'm somebody. all about being resourceful, man. Don't get me wrong. I've been in business for five years. I've exhausted a lot of my resources. And, and, and actually, you know, the thing about it is I've hired some great help that has been a reference of one of my employees. You know, I said, Hey, do you know anyone that would want to work with us? But I don't compromise my process because of that. And that's all that I care about is that you've clearly right. defined a process of how you hire someone, even at your stage right now, working alone, you can create a high level process of initial phone call, phone interview, having them fill out an application with questions that are important to you, uh, doing a social media check, doing a background check, uh, doing a in-person interview, doing a working interview, putting them through a training. <laughs> like if you have that level of discipline, you're going to get great results. I think a lot of people get comfortable when they have somebody that they hear uh, or know, and they don't want to put them through that process. And I'm thinking, well, what favor are you doing for that person? And how excited are they going to be to actually really work alongside you? And, and like, when are you actually going to develop the muscle of learning how to do that? Even if it's with somebody that, you know, it's going to be harder to, you know, so I think in any case, the first thing you need to do is outline what that process for you looks like, even though it might make sense. You might meet the person or talk to them on the phone from a reference and they might sound good. Biggest mistake you can make is saying these words. Hey, can you come in tomorrow? You know, that is something that I think, uh, you know, it, again, I, I look at it like this. If the barrier to entry is is low, then the barrier to exit is going to be low. And uh, right. people, people who cherish opportunity are ones that have earned the opportunity, right? If you, if you bought yourself right. a really nice car from your sweat equity and all the hard work that you did, and it was something that you really wanted and you achieved it, you probably wash it every now and again, don't you? Right, right. Same I get thing. It. You know, it's about, it's about motivation. So, you know, my, that's my suggestion is just create that process. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and see it all the way through and get practice in doing that. Uh, but again, you have some leverage here, Aaron. I'm just saying you have those jobs lined up. My thing is you definitely want to start, uh, once you get that person in, you definitely want to start trying to find your own jobs, uh, under your own resources. And I think, uh, you'll, you'll definitely do have a question for you. Sure. So, um, I have been, um, doing cabinets now through just word of mouth, a cabinet maker, uh, right in my own town 
has been bringing me cabinets to spray in my shop. Is that outside my niche in your opinion? Um, so, so you, you're doing cabinets and right. you have, so you do have a shop. Yeah. Oh, my house. Oh, your house. Okay. And you have a cabinet maker that's bringing in doors for you. Uh, to no, spray. not doors. The whole thing. He'll bring me a whole kitchen, what? all the lowers, all the uppers. And I'll put it, uh, I've got an eight foot Island in my shop right now, which is a bunch. And I spray it and he comes and gets it. Um, I mean, I don't think it's outside your niche. I think you can be an interior painting company and a cabinet company, but you can also be just a cabinet refinishing company and uh, specialize. Um, I feel like if you, if you do interior painting and you do interior cabinets, you're not a specialist. It's just my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, okay. but well, you know, I, I don't want to spread myself too thin. Well, it sounds and like that's spreading of... yourself too thin for sure. Okay. But I, I, I again, spray like, cabinets and if our goal, my, my, here's the thing, my Aaron, goal, my, go ahead. No, what's your goal? I want to hear it. My goal is to have a team of two or four people that I can put on a job and have one of them be a team leader and I can spray cabinets and develop a cabinet division, but I can manage both because spraying a whole kitchen doesn't take a whole week. What kitchen do you know that doesn't take a whole week? Well, when they drop it off in your shop. Oh, well, that's different. I'm, when, when you're doing real cabinet business, I mean, like. Oh, a absolutely. Real, absolutely. Yeah, that like that, that's usually absolutely. It takes about a week. But <laughs> but let me put it this way. The idea is good. You can create a team of three, four to actually hammer out interior paint jobs. Um, and then at your house, if somebody drops off a cabinet to you and you want to knock that out and, and, and maybe build something on the side to grow that into a division. Sure. You know, the thing about it is, is that you're going to be stretched too thin anytime you actually have paint on your hands or any other hammer, or you're, of course you're going to be stretched right. too thin. There's sales and marketing that needs to be being done uh, that won't be done during the time that you're doing that. There's, there's networking that needs to be done. There's management that needs to be had. There's opportunity that needs to be garnished. Uh, and anytime that you find yourself with a mask on and you're spraying or you're brushing or you're rolling or you're cutting or you're doing whatever, uh, that's time just taking away from the growth part of, of business as a whole. And what you're doing is fulfillment. So Amazon fulfillment, the warehouse, you're in the warehouse, the, the actual sales yeah. and the growth is happening on the website online, you know, uh, you know, like that's just an analogy, but that's just how I want you to see it. Cause that's what, that's what it means. So build, the, yeah, build, build, build the interior side. And then, uh, I'd love to see, you know, what you could do with cabinets. You're going to, you're going to learn the same principles and you're going to have a cabinet team. And, you know, but there's a big need for cabinet refinishing. And I'm sure you know that. Right. You know, I'm sure right. you know that. But, well, that's why it's all on my lap. But I, yeah, I, I, mean, I completely just, understand it takes a week when I go to somebody's house and then I pull all the so doors. What is, you know, what is, let me ask you this. What, you know, was this helpful? Like, where did, where did you have any other outstanding questions uh, about? Because right now, I mean, you're, you have a good setup, man. I mean, I really don't see anything major. You're doing the right thing. You're just a month into this almost, a little over yeah. a month. Uh, you, you've already generated some money. The only issue I see here is that, you know, are you going to do this hiring process? Are you going to really, you know, take on this, this role of a, of a, of a employer and, and bring in these individuals, train them like you want them to be trained. And, and my only thing, I'm, I'm a little weary when you have a, a unilateral lead source, uh, right now. And you've got to, you've got to know how, like, cause right now, if that guy pulls out, you're kind of in the woods. 
you know? So we want to make oh. sure that you just at least know the strategy of generating your own leads. And uh, no, I, I get it. He's actually referred me to several other companies. So okay, I'm doing good. work for more than just him. Uh, something else that I've targeted is realtors. For whatever reason, I've got a bunch of friends that are realtors and everybody Perfect. buying a house or selling a house wants to paint a room that was cool when they painted it, but now that orange or red isn't. Right. So that has really helped. Like right now I'm on a job that's taken five weeks for the restoration company. Right. Which takes a minute. And that takes a minute for cash flow. However, I've taken a day or two a week off from this job to go do an instantaneous job where I get a deposit and I get anywhere from 30 to 50% down and balance upon completion. So that's helped keep me afloat. No, that's no. That, and, and you, you, I just like, for me, that consistency is great, man. Like I look at your situation. I think like you should be ready to hire now. And, and you okay. have, because typically when I give advice, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I know you want to hire, but you've got to have some consistency on the production side to at least, you know, or, or create the consistency. You have it, man. Like, so each day that you don't hire, you're, you're wasting the opportunity to, it's like perfect situation you got right now, man. I think if you, if you could put out an ad today and see if you can, uh, start lining up some interviews and just see what that feels like, man. Just put it out there on indeed, see what you get in return. Um, and then, okay. uh, you know, and then just, just go through the process, man. I have a bunch of uh, content on that hiring process that I like. I'll share with you my hiring course. I'll give it to you. Um, and if you want to, yeah, if you want to run Absolutely. through that, yeah, man, run through that. Um, it'll give you some insight on how to set it up and, uh, you'll be good, man. I, I just, I would love to talk with you after you get this hire, because this is the only thing stopping you right now is just seeing what it looks like to have a team. Um, and I think right. once you get that, we can really hammer out marketing because I don't even want to talk marketing with you because you already have steady work. So even right. if you were really good at marketing and you got in a bunch, you, you, uh, you brought in a bunch of leads. You, you, I mean, it's not really like you can't take the jobs because you already have jobs. I'm in a very unique position. Hey, I like that. I got That's good. super lucky but, because I've got, like you said, but, I've got steady, consistent work. Don't, and if I got more work, I can't do it. If I've learned anything in business, Aaron, anything, it's do not get comfortable. There were times where I had a bunch of work and I got comfortable and that work started running out and I didn't right. proactively find work when I had, I didn't dig my well before I was thirsty. Right. So when it became right. time, I was in a panic and this happened a couple of times. So I learned. Dude, when my schedule is two months out, I, I double down on my marketing. I want to be three months out. I want to be four months out if I have to. And that means that I need to speed up my production, maybe hire a couple more people to, to help hammer through some of the demand. But my thing is, is like, you're in a comfortable position right now. You're at a pivotal time in your business. Get some people in there, make mistakes. Don't worry about the money right now. And you'll find yourself maybe in a year from now on top of a company that's doing between 600 and 750,000 in a year. That's my goal. And at that time you should hire a bookkeeper because it's way too much to keep up with. You're right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, was that helpful today? Very helpful. I appreciate it. My awesome, man. I'll have, I'm going to send you a text message with the link to the, uh, to the hiring course. I really appreciate that. Thanks, Aaron, I do have a on, question yeah. for you about 
strip jobs. Sure. Uh, I looked at your video demo yesterday. What'd you think? I like it. Cool. Uh, I like it a lot. I'm using an invoicing app right now. And when I send an invoice, it allows me to send an invoice to multiple people in the company because I have to send it to the job soup and the accounting person. Okay. It lets me know when they've looked at it. The strip okay. jobs do that. It does. Yeah. It sounds like so, you're using, are you using a program called Joist. Uh, no, I'm using Annex. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So drip jobs. Um, yeah, we do have the ability for you to send anything you need to whoever you need to send it to, um, track your jobs, manage your, manage your progress. It sends follow-ups automatically. Um, does it let you know if they've viewed the invoice? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'd have to set up a time, man. I'd love to sit down with you. Um, and, uh, I'll walk you through it. I think it's the best way to do it. So, you know, I mean, okay. I could say, Hey, sign up, but I'd prefer you let me show you kind of some things and we can listen. I can listen to what you really need, um, in your business. Perfect. And then I could be like, okay, yeah, this is, this is going to work. So, um, yeah, okay. let's, let's set that up. I'll send you a link if you want to book a demo with me. Absolutely. All right, Aaron. Thanks so much, man. I'll catch up with you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, my friend. See you. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.